The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Field, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Let's take him to school, Jazz. You're looking at a live shot of the Ford Center and Tostitos Plaza. It's the first of the month, the first padded practice for our Dallas Cowboys. And I greet you all with hello, hola, what's up, what's up, Cowboy Nation. You're now rocking with the best. I'm Heckman Harrison. Across from me is Kurt Daniels. And to my right, this guy over here, Isaiah Standback, former Cowboys wide receiver and Super Bowl champion. And on the line... Mm. is Nate Dog, Nate Newton, mm. uh, four-time Super Bowl champion and uh, hanging with the boys' uh, c- constant co-host. Uh, we're, just, we're just moonlighting. So, yeah. trust me, they all let us know that this I, isn't I am, our show. I am not Jesse <laughs> they definitely. I want the people to know I am not Jesse Holly. You are not Jesse Holly. <laughs> I am not Jesse Wish he looked this good. <laughs> well, so, so in, 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 with that being said, Jesse Holly had an emergency come up, and he's not going to be able to make it. But he is here in spirit, so we kept his, his chair open. Fellas, how are y'all doing? Nate, we'll start with you, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I, you gave me one too many Super Bowls. I wish it was full, but I've been back to back. My bad. I was thinking. <laughs> you know what? My my bad. I, I'm thinking about somebody. I know somebody with four Super Bowl rings, and I just right. it just came off three. My bad. Dun 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 dun. Three times. My 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 bad, Nate. That's three times Super Bowl champion. Well, I got four Super Bowls and rings in the room right now. But but Nate, how's everything going out there in Oxnard? Uh, the day started out at seventy at sixty one degrees. The high be seventy six. Uh, we don't want to hear that. Finally, finally, putting on some pads for the next two days. So, if I get a chance uh, to talk to you guys real soon after after today, uh, man, I'll be able to give y'all some true war battles. So, Nate, do I need mm-hmm. pants when I come down there? Uh, in the afternoon, sometimes it get real cool. Late up in the afternoons and early in the morning, we wake up. It's at it's sixty one degrees, but uh, everybody's still walking around in shirts and uh, shorts. You're not complaining, because we, no, we have just... that Texas mentality. <laughs> you know what it's when cold you got outside. That Texas mentality. You think it's ninety degrees, That's so you true. stay in your shorts and sh- and uh, t shirt. Okay, all right. Well, it's definitely it's definitely ninety eight plus. Um, I, say, I don't uh, hear nothing Nate, about so... wearing pants in sixty one degrees. It's gonna be hot here. <laughs> hey. I bet you $100 to a, a, a Pepsi that Nate got his, his T-shirt tucked in right now. Absolutely. Form, yeah, form I, do. <laughs> I do. Wow. Nate have a shirt tucked in on the toilet. <laughs> Nate be on the toilet with a shirt tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> he got that thing tucked in cuff. That's what, yeah. that's what, man. Isaiah, what have you been up to, man? I'm sure the uh, Cowboy Nation, Cowboy fans everywhere want to know what's been going on with you, brother. Yeah, we haven't seen you. I'm sorry, Cowboy folks. Uh, I've been busy with my kids. This is the first summer that my kids ran track. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've been pretty tied up. I don't know about any track parents out there, but I forgot that track <laughs> consumes your entire summer. Is it traveling the whole bit? Traveling the whole bit. The last few weeks, we were at the state track meet last weekend at Corpus Christi. Uh, my kids showed up and showed out. Uh, they do. Got a couple of the fastest kids in the state, so happy about that. 
And then we went down to Nationals um, down in Iowa. Just got back last night out in mm. Iowa, De- Des Moines, Iowa. Wow. Out there at Iowa State University, matter of fact. Uh, sent my boy Seneca Wallace's, uh, the house that he said he built out there. Mm. And uh, my, my daughter went out there. Iowa and, State. Yeah. Beat them a lot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some, they went out there and took My daughter went out there and took care of business. So, Bring got a couple, some gold in this Got summer? some gold, man. Fastest relay, eight, eight-year-old eight relay in the nation. and Wow. Yeah, all right. We got some other fast standbacks That's it, man. in the world. Genetics are real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like, I like that, man. Look, I tell you what, for me, uh, today was the first day of freshman ball for my son. So, he started high school uh, training uh, today. So, my nerves are nice. Yeah, I don't even know. How tall is he now, man? Uh, 6'2". 6'2". 6'2", yeah. He's He's a big kid. Uh, But, you know, I mean, look, man, I'm not... Sophomore? No, he's a freshman. 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 Yeah, he's a freshman. So So how did did you feel when your son officially, when you got mad at him, you tried to hem him up by his shirt and he was looking down at you? Tell tell me about that. How did that feel? Uh, I've never had that experience because when (laughs) when I'm hemming, you're down. (laughs) No, man. You know what? I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. One time, I I was just walking through uh, the living room and and just happened to see him with his without his shirt on, standing in my refrigerator. And I think that was the moment right there that I had where I was like, "Look, bro, you got to put a shirt on in my house if you're gonna be standing in my refrigerator." I remember. I remember that moment. You thought it was Bing Rhames. I remember that moment. I thought it was Bing Rhames in his. Yeah, <laughs> baby boy. No, man, we not, we are not gonna no, have God. any of that in my household. But man, things are good. The hanging with the boys is back together, doing our thing uh, today. But guys, I wanted to go ahead and get right into it. And first thing is, you know, I think for the resurgence of this defense, Dan Quinn and Michael Parsons has received a lot of the praise for the turnaround uh, for uh, the defense. But if you look at it, man. Trayvon Diggs really has had a large role in what happened with the 11 turnovers. And when you interview him, he says, look, I want to come right back and do those same numbers. Now, it hadn't been since Dick Night Train Lane where we've had a – and I'm telling you, this was in the 50s. So 70 years ago when my DISD math calculates (laughs) that that was a very, very long time ago when someone was able to do that. You know, for you guys, what as far as the expectations placed on Trayvon Diggs, do you think of him in that elite class status? Because when it comes, when people start talking about him, he's really an afterthought in the realm of that top ten cornerback in the NFL. And Isaiah, I'll start with you. Heck, I mean, you know how I feel about this. I, that's man. why I started with you. That's why I started with you. All right, so we had a lot of discussions last year when he was going absolutely off the, off the rails. And I, you know, and I got a lot of pushback because I still made the statement and I still stood behind it, saying that I did not believe that he was yet in elite status, regardless of what his stats yeah. indicated. For reasons being, that doesn't mean that he's not a really good cornerback. That doesn't mean that he's not developing. That doesn't mean that he's not going to be absolutely amazing in this league on a consistent basis. But in terms to be elite, the term elite means that you can go out there and nobody wants to line up against you. Absolutely nobody wants to line up against you. When I think about elite, I think about the Darrell Reeves of the world. I think about the, the, the Deion Sanders of this world. Those guys right there, those are just – you don't want to line up. You don't want to throw that direction. Yeah. I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. I don't care how, how good of a receiver you are. The ball is just not going to go your way. And I do believe that he's a ball hawk. 
I think that he takes advantage of anything that comes in his area if it's if it's misplaced. Uh, there were some games last year where there were some uh, some in- inaccurate throws that he made those quarterbacks pay for. But I don't think that he's to the status yet of simply shutting people down. Um, mm-hmm. He he takes a lot of risk. He has help over the top at times that allows for him to take those risks. Uh, the scheme allows for him to play freely like that. And I think that Dan Quinn's going to continue to instill schemes that allow for him to have that freedom. But eventually he's going to have to sit down and lock down some receivers. And I'm not sure that he's ready yet to be classified as a shutdown corner, but he is a really good corner it, in his league. It's becoming a shutdown corner. Is that something that just you learn that you take time and it's technique or is it kind of you're born with it or not i think i think it's both i mean i think you definitely have to have the skill set right you have to be blessed with god gifts um but but you also have to take that next step and develop those gifts you got to go back and do a lot of studying you have to study not only the game you got to study the receivers you have to study the tendencies and and uh, and all the little cues and things of that nature that that give you the advantage when you line up against them um but it takes a lot of work, and those guys that I was mentioning in terms of that elite status, I mean, I don't think I don't put Ramsey in an elite status. I think he's hey. really good. Whoa. I think he's really, really good at what he does. But I don't think that guys are scared to go up against him. Hmm. When you, you think about elite guys, think about Aaron Donald. Nobody wants to line up against Aaron Donald. Right. You just don't, unless you're yeah. another elite guy, right? So, elite, elite is a very that's a very small group now. Mm-hmm. now that's, Talking about five or less in this league, brother. There you Talking go. Five or less. Wow. And, and Nate, I wanted to throw this to you because you have seen some really in elite Lawrence cornerbacks uh, <laughs> in this league, especially guys like uh, Aeneas Williams, Daryl Green, uh, obviously primetime. And, and in today's game, I mean, just basic, basing it off of what you've seen, when you start hearing this elite status, especially with the way that the game has changed, Nate, offensively, these guys get away with murder. You can't touch them. Uh, but when you look at the guys that you had before to the guys now, do you see these guys entering into the realm of elites talking about a Trayvon Diggs? I think Isaiah did a perfect job of trying to show you and illustrate you know, with, with 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 words that he's not. I mean, Trayvon is not elite. The kid with the Rams is not elite. What I think they are, they're they're great film studiers. They they play, they pay attention to the scheme that they're presented with. They pay attention to the film and the tendencies of those players. But elite, no, because every game they throw at him, and they throw at him more than six or seven times. They might throw at Dion. They throw at Dion maybe one or two times a game just to see if he'll wake. But you, when you elite, they don't even look over there. It, it takes a dire situation uh, for them to throw at, at those type guys. These guys are great players that do great film work and play and play within their schemes. Hats off to their coaches. They mm-hmm. have to devise the scheme so they cannot flourish in it. Do you, do you guys think that, or would you be happy with, you know, Diggs picking up seven, eight interceptions, but Absolutely. not allowing? You know, what he led the league in the out, uh, yards allowed last year, right? Yeah. For me, I mean, for me, cut if, that if back. Four, if, for me, if he get four or five interceptions, a lot of bat downs, and be yep. a perfect tackler, that would be great for me with no bust. Mm. With no bust. That would be great for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I'm not as concerned with his turnover margin more so than I am with the defense as a whole. Their turnover margin. I don't care how many interceptions he gets. To Nate's point, he can knock the ball down as long as those guys punt, right? I mean, if he doesn't get – my biggest thing with with Trayvon is not giving up the big play. And I think he hasn't gotten to that point yet. I think because of those risks that he takes to make those big plays, well, the other side of that is 
you give up big plays eventually, yeah. occasionally. And those are the things that allow teams to stay in the game with the Dallas Cowboys as of late, simply because of the fact that, okay, they're, they're making turnovers, but every so often that one big play allows for that team to get those six, seven points right back. So when they stop allowing those plays, when he stops allowing those plays, then you can start saying, okay, this defense is getting better like they did last year. But in order to improve upon that, I think holistically – they have to do a better job of, an, of, of cutting down on those, on those big plays. I mean, when, when I think of, you know, obviously when you're having this conversation and the many uh, individuals that have played the cornerback position, I'm thinking of a guy, Bobby Taylor, that used to play for the Philadelphia Eagles back in the day. Uh, uh, Nate, you know Bobby Taylor well. And yeah. the way that these guys, I mean, 6'3", long arms, the ability to play in a phone booth, they don't allow guys to play like that anymore. So the league itself Change. has changed mm-hmm. to this level. So to say that he's not elite based off of the numbers – we're in a numbers-driven league is kind of disingenuous when you when you're thinking about it because 11 interceptions is a big thing and something that the Cowboys hadn't seen since Everson Walls did it uh, back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that – go ahead. I understand totally what you're saying, and I know it's geared towards uh, that. But but I'm I'm telling you now. Uh, this kid, if he continue to study the film the way he does and continue to do the things that he's doing, they will throw at him less. Yep. And, and all I think me and Isaiah is saying is, don't use, don't use the word, don't use the word elite. Use the word maybe great player. Yeah. If I'm still there. And so that, that, that greatness, I think, obviously is contributed by, you know, this is the, football is a team game. Nobody does it by themselves. But at the same time, I think with the emergence on the other side of Anthony Brown as well, and also great camp. Yeah, ha- having a great camp so far. That's all we're hearing is about Anthony Brown and, and what it, him, re- I wouldn't say reinventing himself, but he's getting to that point. But then also guys like Jerron Curse uh, in this secondary. And this is a secondary when you go back two years ago, my goodness, everybody was down on those guys yeah. and mm-hmm. what they could do. Going into this 2022 season, do you feel – much better now with the way that Jerron Curse is playing, Anthony Brown is playing, yeah. and also uh, Lewis. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I, I think, you know, the, the secondary is not its own – even though it's his own unit, it's not its own unit. And they're very dependent on what happens in the front seven. So the better that Dallas gets up front, uh, the more pressure that they can elicit up front, the better they're going to be. Now, obviously, when you think of Dan Quinn, you think of the Legion of Boone. Well, look at those guys, right? I play with those guys, Richard Sherman, you know, you know, Browner, and, and, all the, and that whole regiment. Well, guess what? Those guys, that front seven was McNasty. <laughs> the boys got after you, right? And, and Sherman and the rest of those guys, and any DB in this league will sit there and tell you the better our D-line is and the better our front seven is, the more pressure they can get the less we have to cover right the more opportunities that we have present to us so yes as good as those guys are all making strides and they're getting better and that is very important for the for the efficiency of this defense but that defensive line ultimately is going to determine how well that secondary plays do you guys feel like though that I mean this is the first time I I can't remember how long that the secondary has had this much talent and much depth I mean do you guys feel that same way yeah yeah, it's been pretty amazing you know Kurt, I, I think they have talent, and, I th- and they do have depth. But I think they have a scheme that they're being held accountable for. Because mm-hmm. we've always had Anthony Brown. We've had, always had Jordan Lewis. We've added safeties, and we've added uh, the, the, the kid with the 11 uh, interceptions. Trayvon, yeah. So we, we basically still have the same guys. 
But we got to, you're being held accountable to be where you're supposed to be, to study film, and to do what they ask you to do. There's not a lot of freelancing. We see digs freelancing drop stuff, but they're calculated, high risk, high protective plays. Is that Dan Quinn or Joe Witt or or Al Harris? I mean, who's. It's all three of them working together as one to make sure that these guys are studying film the right way and to understand where their help is coming from, what you can and can't do. And to go back real quick to what Isaiah said in Legion of Boom, the Legion of Boom, that was the elite group because they arrived before their defensive line arrived. And as the years went on, their defensive line got crazy good, and that took them over the top. Am I wrong, Isaiah, no, saying right. that? Or is no, I missing right. something? No, they built their defensive line around their secondary. Yes, that's a different deal altogether. Mm-hmm. We got to go the other route. Facts. We have to go. We our defensive line has to be has to play well. Right. See, you're saying Seattle built their defensive line around their secondary. Mm-hmm. Wow. They did. Okay. They did. The boom came first. I'm sorry. All right. And so when the questions get asked about Richard Sherman and his career, whether he's elite or not, obviously Super Bowl champion and no question uh, Hall of Famer, but still that, that question is, hey, man, those guys up front were providing a lot of those outs at the Legion of Boom that they were getting on the back half. Yeah, the, those guys, Browner, all those guys were, you know, they were known for hitters, but what they had up front, those linebackers, those DNs, and the kind of pressure that Dan Quinn had in that scheme, I think those are some of the same things that's happening right now Facts. to Trayvon Diggs. Absolutely. And, and what, I agree. What you're, we agree. Yeah, and what you're starting to see is with those guys, because I was actually in Seattle at that time, with those guys, they were really good players. But they were really good players playing with a defensive coordinator that knew how to scheme up situations that were to their benefit. And they understood exactly the windows that were available. They understood the risks. They understood ramifications of their risks. Uh, you looked at the safety situation they had. They had Cam and Earl back there. Those guys knew exactly who their guy, who their defensive backs were in front of them, what their tendencies were, what their capabilities were, right? And if they took a risk on this particular play, where they needed to be in order to make up for it if they happened to miss on it. So the, the continuity that they had and the system that they had, the reason why you start looking at why did Dan Quinn get in here, come in here and start getting all these tall, lanky, you know, defensive mm-hmm. backs. Well, we talked about that a long time ago. Heck, the window. Right, the long arms that cuts down on how many lanes are really out there. All those things work together to put your defense in situation to get these turnovers that you saw last year. How, how big is it going to be that all these guys and Quinn and Harris and all the yep. they're back for a second year? It's going to be huge. Yep. It's going to be huge. But again, this defensive backfield is going to improve. They will be better now. Will they have all these interceptions? I don't know. But they're going to be better in terms of coverage-wise because they understand the scheme better. They understand each other better. They understand what they can and can't do. They understand when I do this, oh, crap, look what I give up. Mm-hmm. They know what they can and they can't do. This defensive line, though, what is the D-line going to present? Is Micah Parsons going to have to have his freaking hand in the ground or can he cover the dog on the middle of the field? Can he cut down on some of those lanes? He's right? going to have his hand in the ground. I know he's going to have his hand <laughs> in the ground, right? But imagine if he didn't Not have to. Not all the to, time though. now. Come but on. imagine if he didn't have to, right? That's another, another threat that you have taking up the middle of that field because you go back to those Seattle defenses again, they had guys in the middle. Right. Right, they, they were able to t- cut down on those lanes. Or you want to run the ball, I'm coming up, I'm hitting you. Or you want to pass, I'm dropping back and covering, right? We got everything covered because we have the guys up front that can go get you. Yeah, this if, is – go ahead, Nate. If Neville Gallimore does his job, mm. if uh, the young Tristan Hill does his job, Osa. then 
now we have a we have a bomb that we can drop on anybody anytime in Parsons. But if we have to line Parsons constantly up at one position, we take away his his effectiveness. I, I don't mind if some games you rush thirty times, but just think now from a scheme point of view, if we can put him over the center or in the A or B gap. That forces everybody hmm. to have one-on-one blocking. Yep. Hey, but Nick. if we put him in one place, we, we 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 can double him, and we can turn the protection and double others. But if we put him in one of those gaps, it guess what? Now that frees up uh, Lawrence, that frees up the young kid Williams, that frees up Armstrong for single protection pass rushes. Think about it now. Scheme, scheming your players right. And that's coming from a three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate mm. Newton. I got that right, Nate. <laughs> Nate, before we go to break, let me hear you say Osa Digizua. Osa is one of the great young talents, man, <laughs> of the UCLA. You don't want to go down that path, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hanging with the Boys, sponsored by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. The Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines is back in Oxnard, California. Check out all of the exciting all of the excitement for free. Enjoy daily practices, activities, and more at the River Ridge Fields through August 16th. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp. This is Hanging with the Boys, and we'll be right back. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to hanging with the boys. Back in action here with Hanging with the Boys from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. This is the second segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. And, man, we are sitting here in the studios. We got tours going on. Everybody is, is getting, the, getting pumped up about the season. And you know what I did not do? I did not come to you for news and notes uh, from what you've heard from camp. Give, give the people something. What are the news and notes, man? <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of news and notes. Obviously, they're getting ready to do full pads today, which we'll talk about. But I guess the, the most recent news is uh, draft pick Matt Waletsko is not going to practice this week. And Mike McCarthy said he may have to have surgery on his shoulder. Oh, so no. That's, uh, you know, no. as Nate knows, offensive line depth is always a worry. And now you've got one guy oh. who may not be available for a while. And he was a left tackle yep. all last year, was projected as a left tackle. We got every position filled except our left backup tackle positions. Fifth round wow. pick, right? Is that a, we get, uh, yeah. Is that going to be uh, a free agency need? We got to go get a veteran Absolutely. swing tackle. I don't know, man. I don't want to blow up that drive pile of two <laughs> Blow it up. Go <laughs> blow it up, Nate. It's there for you to do that. Dang. Because I don't know how you guys feel, but I think every position is solid. Start, starting with the left guard all the way over to the right tackle with solid. Think so. Yeah, but yes, we, the center the center is going to be solid because if this left guard that we drafted is and Tyler, if he's solid, that's going to help the center. We know our right guard is all world, and and I'm they need to lead still right there at tackle and let him be that right tackle. So if your line is solid and playing well, all we have to do is worry about Tyron and his health. I don't want to go to switch it. Let some of these other young guys like Ball and the guy that just got hurt or some other guy, a veteran, let's pull in a left tackle backup. At least we got that first line intact. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think for the fans, they have not felt confidence in this offensive line period for the last couple of years. And yeah. you talk about the, the musical chairs we, we likened it to with everybody being mixed around. I mean, there was at a point where we had Zach playing right tackle. And so yeah. Terrence Steele is now in, and whatever confidence that they have in Philbin obviously feels like he is the guy, since we let Leo Collins go, yeah. that he could, he shored up the right tackle. But your confidence, Nate, right now, I think is a lot different from others. What are you seeing that gives you the word solid to use for this offensive line? I, I've always believed this. I've always believed it. If you give me two all-pro players, and we have two all-pro players, true, and that, that is our left tackle, with, and I hate to say win healthy, and that's our right guard. Okay, if our center can be solid, because I know the right tackle is solid at right tackle. This left guard is my only question mark. I, I know what I'm going to get from my center. He's an average center. So I know what I'm going to get. My left guard, be it, be it Tyler or the other kid, that McGovern, they, you, you can do something. It's coming down to the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach scheming up the right mm-hmm. things to do. You're not a power team. 
get some traps in there, get some screens in there, let guys cut the offense, cut the defense, and you'll be okay. And, and let and that gonna have to hold the ball. Just don't hold the ball. Yeah. Hey, Nate. That's another question because we ain't got a real receiver. <laughs> Nate, you just said something. You you flew right by yeah, it, man. But as an offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys you in the 2022 me? season, and you right. just, you happen to just turn on hanging with the boys, and you hear the great Nate Newton say, "You are not a power three team. time Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion. You are yeah, you're not a power running team. How should their mm-hmm. offensive line receive that message, Nate? It's just who you are. Mm. It's like they're not you strong enough or what? You got to have guys that are willing to get physical and willing to smash. They're not built that way. Even our right guard is not built that way. Our right guard can get physical, but he's a, he can, he can, he can uh, trap well. He can get out in open space well. He can do screens well. Why not use him in the way where he can be excellent? Tyron is the same way. He can get out of space and run. Uh, you know, give these guys opportunity to cut the defense, you know, quick traps, you know, power runs, uh, power sweeps outside. Give these guys a chance because I'm, I'm looking at Pollard. I'm looking at Pollard handling the ball a little bit more. I don't want him beat up. Okay, and then we can finish games with Zeke. We can start games with Zeke, pep him up with Pollard, and finish, you know, and, and then finish the game with Zeke pounding somebody down mm. because that is when Dak is at his best. When we are play action pass team, Facts. not when we are drop back forty five and more pass. We're not that good of a team. I just, I, just, I just feel like the whole Cowboys nation got a little got a little puckered up. I feel like everybody's butt butts <laughs> no. got a little got a little tight when you <laughs> said not a power. Reason reason why though, heck, because this whole NFC East this offseason, all they did was sure up their defensive lines and made their defensive lines power yeah. defensive lines. So yeah. to say that right. Dallas Cowboys don't have a power. Offensive line, that's worrisome. And that's yeah. something that we've been known for for years now. To now, Nate saying that this is, a, this is a scheme them. You got to finesse them at the offensive line when that hadn't been uh, our goal. It hadn't been our, our scheme Are at all. But successful Nate, that way, running the ball, finesse? I, I got to ask a three-time champ. Yeah. Nate, dog. Can teams, What's that, my can teams be that? successful running the ball with finesse? Yes, you can. It, do yes, you, you have can. to have a I'm Barry a, Sanders I'm, to do it? No, sir. The 49ers. Yeah. When I played, the 49ers were a finesse team. They trapped. They got out and ran. See, just because you don't just run straight over people don't mean you can't be physical. You know, uh, and I'm telling you another team that wasn't physical but was because they running back. Ask Isaiah about that Seattle team. They had some big hogs up front. But what made them different was their running back. And we had a a running back with the 49ers when I played called Bar None about a Florida State. Floyd, he was that guy. And he changed the look and the way they looked at that team. They're like, oh, the 49ers physical. No, you added one player that made everybody look physical. Mm. Zeke, that guy. And that's just how it goes. One player can change this run. Is that left guard, that player, that we'll say, oh, man, Nate was wrong. I remember what he said during training camp. That ain't right. They smashing people. Hey, it's just a mindset, and then you do it. Mind over mind. It don't matter. You don't mind. Go they, do it. What are you looking for in the first day of pass out of Tyler Smith? Are you looking for him to be a, be a nasty, like just a, just grave digger? Or what, what are you looking to see? From I need him for him to be technique sound. Okay. I, I know. I bet you he's physical. I, I, I need for him to be technique sound. I need for him to have his hands inside. Great feet placement. I need for him to be aggressive that way. 
you know, and overstepping, overdoing, over technician. Because in the games, then I tell them, hey, man, let it fly. Mm. I have to trust in your technique. But then when the game starts, I'm saying, hey, man, be you. Be that guy we drafted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But during the week, that's what that's what Coach Wise used to do with us. That's what Coach Hudson Hawk used to do with us. Hey, man, technique, technique, technique. And when the game come, I'll be like, Coach, what's up? Let it fly. Let it rip. Be you. You know, I'm so glad that uh, you ready. I think even in press conference today, I think McCarthy said something like during OTAs he might have used uh, Tyler Smith too much at tackle. You know, and now he's every rep has been a guard, and I'm glad to see yes, that sir. as a rookie. Stick him, you know, don't make you it want too to You want to see if he can do it there. You don't make it too complicated. Put him in there, learn the trade, and let's go. Because if that is what takes away, and Isaiah, you you know more than me, brother. That's what takes away your aggressiveness. If, if if I'm at one position and I'm learning that one position as I feel better and get more confident, yep. more success, I'm gonna start killing people. Okay, now I gotta do this at tackle. Oh, I got a, I got a different guy. I got to block. Oh, now I'm back down here at guard. Now I got everybody in the refrigerator. What I'm gonna do? I got, I got too much thinking. Yep. Man, let this learn your technique and let this thing rip. And then next year, if you want to do that, say, hey man, we need to start getting you ready at tackle. Okay, he's gonna be like, okay, I, I can dance with that. I can do that. So, Nate, I got a, I got one I know you're going to love, and that's the wide receiver question. I mean, Jalen Tolbert, uh, from all intents, uh, from what I'm hearing uh, out of camp, that Jalen Tolbert, the rookie, is balling. And, and obviously this is just in, in pajamas right now. We get the, I saw it in OTA. Yeah, we, we, we have pads on now. But from your early assessment of him, Nate, and obviously knowing that we have to replace uh, the numbers of Amari Cooper, are you seeing this receiving court, the competition, starting to take shape? Heckman, I'm going to be honest with you. I looked at him the first few days, and they're catching everything. The hands, baby. They're going to get hands laid on them. There's going to be some healing out there today. I, I'll tell you, Monday, today, and tomorrow, and I hope that I get to do a show with you because they've done what they're supposed to do, catch the ball. It's been easy because nobody's been physical. Nobody's mm-hmm. been riding. Nobody's just been Releases. a few jerseys tugged here and there. We will see. We have C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, and after that right there, we, we don't know who – is going to do what? I'm being honest because T.J. Vasher has been the star of the camp. Yeah. Hey, Nate, I, I'm, I've stood on a on a dog on mountaintop and said James Washington is going to be a very integral part of this team this year. Have you not? What have you seen so far with him? Because I'm, I'm a believer. Uh, in, the, in the red zone two days ago when they was practicing, he, he finally loosened up. He was like he was stiff the first few days. Like he was just yeah. trying to get into the groove, but they went into a red zone, end zone type practice, and he – he caught some few balls, man. He went to he went to relaxing and doing yeah. his thing. Seemed like his shoulders loosen up, and he went <laughs> to doing his thing, man. So uh, we'll see. But y- you know, you guys know. We've all played Pop Warner, high school, junior high, yeah. college. Y'all know when you put the pads on. Oh, it's all Warner. different. What's yeah. it like? I mean, we're gonna we find he- the Tarzans and we're gonna find the James, baby. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we hear a lot about obviously the linemen, and we can get that into into that in a bit as far as putting the pads on. Well, what's it like for receivers and, and cornerbacks? Is it, are you pumped up? Are you excited? Absolutely. One on one. One on ones to start the practice. One on ones to start the practice, man. That's exactly what it's going to be. I mean, you're going to see, you know, DBs are going to be overly aggressive. You know, when they've been playing, you know, four or five yards off, coach is going to say, walk up. Mm-hmm. Walk up, get in their face. And now the receivers, all that, all that Instagram releases, 
that we don't see and all that. <laughs> no, nah, that goes away. Cause them boys are E Honda. Yeah, but I gotta ask you this. I mean, especially in the situation where, you know, all of these things the coaches are telling the defense what we're in, there's two minute drills, stuff like that. All of that changes once you put the put the pads on as well, because now you know offense gets to huddle up, uh, defense doesn't actually know what they're in. That changes things as well for for the offense. Yeah, it, it definitely changes some things. I mean, but guys are going to be amped up today. You yeah, know, what's all, the feeling like? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just you're ready to you've been ready to hit somebody. I mean, you've been competing, your body's sore, you're already irritated, you're aggravated, you're tired enough. You know, you're not you're not dog tired, but you're tired enough. And you know, at some point, you just want to say, all right, I mean, this dude's been talking too much. I want to put my hand, even though he's my teammate, I still want to bust him in his mouth, right? And, I, and I, maybe maybe you're you're a DB and somebody caught one on you and he's doing a little bit too much talking. Okay, let me see what you look like when I put these hands on you. Or maybe you're a receiver and them DBs. Try to, you know, play the, play the scheme a little bit, and they, you know, get up mm-hmm. underneath you. You miss your block. Coach gets on you about missing your block. All right, now I got my pads. I'm about to put my ear, my helmet in your ear hole. You know, like, <laughs> it, it's going to get real. It, it gets chippy. It gets chippy on the first day. Hey, Nate, Nate, let me ask you this before you, before you say that. You know, for, for you, coming from those camps with Jimmy Johnson that were hell school, uh, how do you – when you look at what they're doing right now, yeah, C.D. Lamb, he took off. Uh, he got a rest day. Uh, and, and these, these guys are going to only – have six padded practices during camp. What is your mindset going into a season where obviously you come up against some pretty formidable opponents? How are these guys going to get ready for the season if they're only going to be in pads six times? It's called uh, everybody's on the same page. All 32 teams have to basically the same schedule. You can't put on pads. You don't have no advantage. It's no advantage. It's consistency across the league. That's what I like about it. But back to what you guys were talking about earlier, it's two groups I feel that is in redemption mode. It's like I got a chance to redeem myself. Offensive line with the defense running all over, you know, defensive players running and pass rushing, and you can't do nothing. The offensive line would feel like they got a chance to win. Yep. And the DBs, they like these receivers been running past us, doing us <laughs> in, damaging us, making these plays. Yep. This going to stop. Yep. Those are the two positions that are licking their chops. Today. What was this day like for you, Nate? First padded practice. Oh man, it was it was, it was great, uh, Kurt. Because I usually be like when the first minute camp, I'd be three hundred and ninety pounds, and when they see me in training camp, I'm three hundred and twenty. So to all them guys that was running by me two months ago, I'm punishing them. I'm putting elbows to ear, to ear hole, brother. Bleed that. I'm glad you I'm glad you caught yourself, Nate. And we gonna yeah, catch yeah, us. No, yeah, you did. I heard that. And we gonna catch ourselves too. We're gonna take a break and we'll be right back on hanging with the boys. <laughs> Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go... They go, what was it? They go, you go? (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. 
So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star. Get autographs from your favorite players and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Back to hanging with the boys. Go ahead. We are back with hanging in the boys. Hanging with the boys, and I want to tell you about our 2022 training camp issue. It is now available online at DallasCowboys.com/star. It's got scouting reports on every player, a season preview, schedule pullout poster, everything you need to get ready for the season. Check it out, DallasCowboys.com slash star. And i got to give a quick shout-out, if you guys don't mind. Mm. Ran into a hardcore Dallas Cowboys fan over the weekend, Doug Bullard. He listens to all the shows. Big fan. Just want to say thanks, Doug, for listening. Appreciate your uh, support. Dougie B. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Wide receiver one on the magazine cover, huh? That's your guy. That's right. WR1. Yeah. You know what? Coming coming in hot. You have any d- doubts about WR1? Uh, I've been on the record saying that I don't believe that this offense has a wide receiver oh, one. I don't think that I don't think that a Kellen Moore offense can have a wide receiver one. Mm. I'm not going to let you take the show off the rails. Uh, but here's a, <laughs> here's the thing, and, and I'm going to tie that in because I, I think that the conversation that we're going to have about one Dalton Schultz being the forgotten man, the underdog, the guy that can go full-on Thanos uh, this season could be Dalton Schultz. And let me ask you this, guys. The front office thought that it was a good idea to – franchise tag, the BFF of the quarterback who got hurt when he was on the franchise tag. Don't you think that Dak, I mean, even though the targets are already there, but with the absence of Amari Cooper, he's going to become that much more of a, of a target for Dak. I'll start with you, Isaiah. What, what, what part do you want me to address? <laughs> address all of it. Address all of it. Start from the top and work your way down to the bottom. Ugh. All right, so Dalton Schultz is that franchise important player to the Dallas Cowboys. I'll start by saying that. He is that important to the Dallas Cowboys, which is why they franchise tagged him. Now, with on the other side of that, he is not important enough to the Dallas Cowboys for them to offer him a big boy contract. Mm. Yep. So... He is going to be an outlet and continue to be an outlet for Dak Prescott because this system is set up for him to be a big-time target in that regard. If you were to take Dalton Schultz out and put somebody in his place with the same attributes and same skill set, would they be as successful? I'm going to go on record by saying yes. Hmm. That's not to take anything away from Dalton Schultz. There's just nothing character – 
attribute wise that's that that is threatening to a defender about Dalton Schultz. Okay. But him in this system, he's consistent, and that's all they need him to be in this system. Yeah. It's the reason why I just made the statement saying I don't truly believe that in a Kellen Moore system there is a true wide receiver one. It's also the reason why I say that I'm a big believer in James Washington being a being an addition to this team because he is very consistent, and he's going to be a smaller Dalton Schultz that can make bigger plays. So that's why – I believe that he will continue to be a big deal for this organization. I can't see them breaking the bank and, and cutting. Obviously, they got to wait now, but I can't see them cutting a check. Even if he doubled up on what he did last year, I can't see them cutting yeah. a big boy check for him. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, CD had 79 catches last year, and Dalton had 78, to your point. And there's not a, another more. And I, I'm sure he'll be that number two in receiving this year. And like you said, I think he could go off the charts. The Cowboys aren't going to pay that. I think for that position, they're not going to pay him that kind of money that those guys are getting now. I think this is almost a transition. Put Dalton in there, let's go and hope that Jake Ferguson can develop enough to step in next year. I mean, I think things changed for Dalton Schultz as soon as uh, Cleveland signed their their tight end mm-hmm. as well. Who did? Yeah. And come on now, we got to talk no, about not even comparison numbers wise. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't compare the numbers. But I think that just like we had when Dak came back for to get his contract, it's what the market says right. that you get paid. But why did they, why did Cleveland pay him that? Honestly, just be real. Why did why was Cleveland willing to pay him that, but they, but Dallas is unwilling to because pay of Schultz. what he does in the running game. His because his, of, because of his blocking skills for sure, right? But if he didn't have the speed that he has, would he be getting that check? No. So he has more physical attributes. skills, yeah, more attributes. physical attributes, and that's what I'm saying. Had, if Dalton Schultz had his speed, there would be no question whether. Well, let me that he ask would you this, then Isaiah. I mean, because you are you are someone that I trust that has a good gauge on talent level. Yeah. When you look at this offense in general with the weapons that they have, I think we are lacking uh, in, in the weapons department. Are we fooling ourselves going into the season thinking that a James Washington, a Noah Brown can be those different? difference makers when, when we know that we have this dry powder sitting around yeah. where we could possibly get uh, some help on the offensive side. Kellen Moore does not feel as if he needs that big-time playmaker. Yeah. I, I continue to say it over and over well, they again. They hope C.D. will be that guy. They right? hope C.D. will be that guy that can make those occasional plays, but they're not going to depend on C.D. to take the top off this thing every time that you need a big play. I don't, I don't see them – just say, hey, Dak. Don't so you're saying that there's no true number one in this offense? Based upon a depth chart, yes. Dallas Cowboys have a number one, and it's CD. Okay, got it. In terms of what the league considers to be a true number one, in terms of an absolute dog that you just know that you can get the ball to, in, in situations you go back to the Super Bowl, who's number one for the Rams? Wow. Cooper yeah. Cup. Cooper, not even a question. Yeah. Who's getting the ball? Yeah. I don't think CD's in that position yet with Dallas. We have to wait and see. Hmm. Now, that's the other part of it. Go ahead. Can they win if they don't have the weapons or don't have the number one dog? They have weapons. When you think about number one dogs in this league at the receiver position, you're talking about somebody that it doesn't matter where you line them up at. They're going to route somebody up and they're going to get the ball. They're going to move the chains. Or if you need them to make a big play, they're going to make a big play. Super Bowl. Just just, just Cooper Cup. You just know. right? I mean, you can go down the line with every team. And, and pretty much see who that guy is. And Debo now, Samuel, San Francisco. Yes. Come on, man. Yeah. You, you fear him. Mm-hmm. You fear these players. Mm-hmm. These are the players that defensive coordinators are like, hey, 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 do, hey, hey, do not, <laughs> do not let this cat get the ball, right? Because if he gets the ball, ain't no telling what might pop off. I don't feel that from the defenses towards CD yet. 
coming upon this season, I don't think that he's feared yet. Now, can he make plays? Absolutely. Can, is he capable? Absolutely. Does he have the skills, attributes, all those things? Absolutely. But is he there yet? No. I don't think so. And I don't think defenses fear him. I think defenses feel fully confident putting their number one DB over there yeah. and saying, roll the dice and see what you is, got with him. Is that going to be trouble then? Because you, you're – it sounds like CeeDee's not quite ready, and maybe Zeke is already past that point. So who? See, this is a so this is a this is a party by committee. That, I think that's what Kellen Moore wants. Last time we had committee. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he wants, and that's why you have that's why you have the guys that you have. You can't. It's, it's equal, right? If you want to put your CDs going out there because of the depth chart, because of who he is, you're gonna get his. You're gonna get the number one DB. Okay, cool. All right, well, we're gonna bring in James Washington. Okay, and who who's gonna cover James Washington in the slot because he's he's nasty in the slot. He's not gonna necessarily take the top off all the time, but he's gonna catch the dog on ball, move the chains. Okay, cool. All right, let's bring in a. Uh, we got obviously a Gallup. He's coming back. When he comes back, he is the go guy. He's the big play take guy. The top he off. is the big play guy for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Make no if ands or buts about it. Regardless of CD being on the roster, when he gets back. That's his role. Okay, so uh, let's bring in Tolbert. Tolbert is a sure hands long receiver that's going to move the chains. What is he, what are you starting to see? You're starting to see just move the chains. Right. Possession just, receivers. Just, just possession receivers. Yeah. We don't need these guys to make these immaculate plays all the time. A big time catch every so often. Maybe it's a 12 yard catch that we just that's tough contested. But guess what? Ultimately, what are we doing? Moving the chains. Yeah. I'm not looking for the guys, the the Tyreek Hills is going to catch a 12 yard over and take this thing to the house. Dallas doesn't have that. They don't have that. And that's where I think Tony Pollard really, as the Dallas Cowboy fans have been begging to see more of him, I think his ability in the passing game has been understated. And I think that's where he can make his biggest mark, especially now with the absence of, you know, a a guy like Amari Cooper. But – Going back to CeeDee Lamb, I think he is a true he is a true number one receiver. He can be that guy for you. Okay. He's shown you uh that look, man, even with those the seventy-eight catches, I think we could say that it should have been more like eighty-five because yeah. of the drops. Yeah. Uh so if he could shore up some of those things and also that's gonna add uh to his numbers in the end as well. So I think yeah. look, I think he's right there on the cusp of having the kind of season and being the kind of player that you're talking about. Yeah. If it's Go ahead, Will go Kellen ahead. let him do that? You talking about Kellen so. likes a committee so. in a scheme? I, I think, think so. Kellen is mm-hmm. is tied in. He has to be yeah. successful this year. Yeah. This isn't a situation where Kellen can hold anything back. He has to let put all of his cards on the table and let his playmakers have the ball. They're not in a situation where, hey, we're going to do this by committee. He doesn't have the same situation going that New England has where he can dictate what the offense is doing. This this isn't that kind of party. I don't see it being that way. Am I wrong? Do you, would you put C.D. Lamb as a top 15 receiver in this league? I, I think mm-hmm. that uh, C.D. Lamb hasn't had an opportunity to prove that, but I okay. think I, I believe that he showed last year that he's on the cusp yeah. of that. He's, in that, he's heading that yes, direction. He's, he's heading that way. He's yeah. trending in that yeah. direction. I would agree with you that he's heading in that direction. Yeah, and, and, and heading in that direction because there was also Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper and, by the way, Ezekiel Elliott. So that's one football. You know, He's just one guy that's one football. But I still believe that right now we're going to see the best version of him, and he's coming into training camp ready to go. Before we go, any parting, part, parting shots uh, from you, Diesel? You got anything for the people? <laughs> i put you on the spot. I got to get it. No, I've been good conversation. I got nothing to add for this so far today. I'm looking forward to getting to camp. I'll be yeah. heading out of camp tonight. Right. I'll be there. Oh, really? I'll be there at practice tomorrow morning with my, with my guy excited. Nate Dog. I'm excited about the padded practices. Everybody's yep. r- pumped up about that. So it'll be good to 
Don't forget yeah. about us once you get out there, okay? Oh, forget about yeah, don't forget about us when you I'm get not, out, to, out See, there. don't do that. I'm going to give you guys all the information about the padded practices and okay. padded helmets. His pants and his parka. And yeah. be all cold out there. No, he's from Seattle, man. He's going to be right at home. But, guys, this, this has been so much fun doing what we do here on Hanging with the Boys. I think we'll be back on... Is it Wednesday? Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday, we are back, and we'll have Isaiah calling in uh, from his from his phone. He mm. doesn't have an iPhone, but mm. yeah, you know, from his Android out in Oxnard. Right. He'll probably come in late. You know how they do. When they get out in Oxnard, they forget all about us yeah, back here, but right. it's all good. Right. But for Jip Jazz back in the back and Terrence, yo, thank y'all for holding it down. This has been another one, Hanging with the Boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!